Hello everybody, welcome back to Creeping It Real with me, Morgan. Uh, this is episode three of the podcast, which is crazy how it's been three weeks already, but it's gone so quick. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the previous episode, episode two. Um, there's plenty of spooks in that one, and there's plenty more spooks in today's episode two. Um, I'm not going to waste any more of your time, and I'm going to get straight into it and start with the first spooky story. Um, the first story I have for you guys actually comes from a book called Ghosts in the Garden in England. Um, which has kindly been sent to me by the actual author of the book, who is called Alan Tigwell. Thanks, Alan. Um, I've chosen the story from the book, which is all about All Saints Hospital in Chatham. Is it Chatham or Chatham? I don't know if I've said that right, so correct me if I am wrong. Anyway, the story reads, My mum had an experience when she wasn't very well and needed to have a number of small operations in hospital. She was in one of the wards getting over the procedure and, although not in pain, was having difficulty getting to sleep. There were a few of the patients having trouble sleeping too. A nurse came over and asked her if she was okay and offered to make her a cup of tea, to which my mum accepted. My mum explained that there was something about the nurse that wasn't quite right. I think we all know where this is going. Um, but couldn't work out what it was. So she thought no more of it. The nurse left and my mum waited. It was quite some time before the nurse came back probably in the region of about an hour. Still having trouble getting to sleep, my mum gladly accepted the tea from the nurse. It was at this point my mum it was at this point my mum realised the nurse was wearing a different design of uniform to the rest of the staff she'd seen during the day. It was the type she saw on nurses when she was a little girl. Perplexed, she asked about the nurse's uniform but never received a response. As the nurse carried on her duties, seeing to the other patients, comforting those who were in pain and bringing tea to those unable to sleep. After drinking her tea, which tasted delicious, she fell asleep. The next morning, when the nurse on duty came over to see how she was, my mum asked her the kind lady who was on duty on the previous night. She described the woman in her uniform, but the nurse said there was no one who matched that description who worked in this ward, let alone who was on duty during the night. Wow. Okay, this actually is... There's something really creepy about hospitals anyway, isn't there? But... <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I'm I'm sidetracking. Back to the story. The nurse was a little bit blunt with my mum. Complete opposite of the treatment she'd received during the night. And just said how the painkillers must have made her see things. The teacup was still on the stand next to my mum's bed. So she knew this wasn't the case. I love it when stuff like this happens. When you think, oh my god, I just mean imagining things but then like something gets confirmed because there's a physical object um my mum is never one to let things go so she went and spoke to some of the other patients who had been comforted by the unknown nurse during the night bizarrely each one of them described the lady completely differently including the color of her skin and her hair the only thing that remained remained consistent were the descriptions of the uniform she was wearing she never did get to the bottom of who she was or why everyone had a different account of what she looked like. However, more than one of the patients were convinced a kind spirit had visited them during their hour of need. The hospital has quite a history. It was previously the Medway Union, Medway Union Workhouse and it was built in 1849. The workhouse is commonly believed to be the one mentioned in the Charles Dickens novel Oliver Twist. The hospital itself has now been redeveloped, although apparently some of the buildings were left intact rather than knocking the whole site down. I wonder if any of the residents have seen the ghost. 
I love a hospital story. I know I keep saying that it's a creepy story, but it is a creepy story, and I absolutely love the hospital ones. I've actually, I'm pretty sure there's a book which is just all about scary stories of nurses and doctors have shared from hospitals. So I might try and dig into that and see if I can get you some more creepy stories on that. Um, but yeah, creepy. Let me know what you think. Um, the next little spook I have is called So I Lost My Phone. And this story is from one of my favourite websites to find my stories, which is boardpanda.com. Um, again, I don't know how accurate or how... Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is for this, actually. <laughs> You've... Accurate? That isn't that isn't the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm just trying to say, I don't know how trustworthy or real this story is, but I'm going to read it to you anyway, and it's just a nice little spook. So, without further ado, it reads. Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, I realised my phone wasn't in my pocket. I checked the table we were sitting at, the bar the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered and gave a low, raspy giggle and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home. When I got home, I found my phone laying on my nightstand, right where I left it. Oh, that gave me a little bit of shivers, actually. Um, I like this one. It's just a tiny little tiny little spooky story I, do you know what i think that's one of my favorite stories actually one of the ones where they're just like very short and sweet and they just give you that little like ooh feeling again i'm sure if that's a real story it hasn't come from um a listener it's come from the website so do what you want with that um now i just want to quickly mention um for this next part of the podcast i did uh, i did put on my instagram about this actually to speak about it um but uh yeah, I just want to delve into something a bit different, and it's going to. I'm going to tell you all about something called stone tape theory. Now, I am no expert in any shape or form when it comes to anything paranormal. Um, however, I have heard this term used quite a lot when people are trying to find a rational explanation for something that has happened that is possibly supernatural. So, basically, if something hasn't had, if you can't explain it as like, say, the door slammed and there was no wind in the room, nothing was detected that could have slammed that door, then they'll say, oh, it was, you know, could have been stone tape theory, could have been this, like, you know, like, it's more of apparitions they use this one for, though, if someone sees a ghost, um, and it doesn't acknowledge. So if, you know, you you see a ghost doing something, like, say it's sat there and it's knitting, and you walk into the room, and the ghost doesn't acknowledge you at all, and just carries on with their activity, um then this is what people put down as stone tape theory. So, uh, the stone tape theory is a speculation that ghosts and hauntings are analogous, analogs to tape recordings and that mental impressions during emotional traumatic events can be projected in the form of energy, in brackets, recorded, onto rocks and other items and replayed under certain conditions. So essentially what it's saying is that walls stones and rocks and buildings basically can act as a tape player and record things during traumatic events and things like that now i don't i don't know how i fully believe in this this idea because it all just seems a bit too disney for me <laughs> so i like it all just seems a bit too um, like I don't. I think this is just um one way of them palming us off to say that the ghosts aren't real that it's just stone tape theory 
because otherwise I feel like we'd be seeing ghosts and things more often than what we do. A perfect example of stone tape theory is ghosts or spirits that are seen but don't actually acknowledge you. These kinds of hauntings are often reported from ancient buildings or castles. So, for example, if you saw a ghost doing cooking, um, or even knitting, I just use that example, um, and even though you're stood in front of the ghost, it does not acknowledge your existence. The likelihood is, this is stone tape theory. So, the idea that the environmental elements are capable of storing traces of human thoughts or emotions was introduced by multiple 19th century scholars and philosophers as an attempt to provide natural explanations for supernatural phenomena. So essentially, this has been made, I'd say made up. It might have been proven. I haven't done enough research to judge. Um, but for me, it all seems a bit too, like I said, a bit too Disney, a bit too easy to explain, you know. Um, the stone tape theory could also be derived from the concept place memory. In the early days of the Society for Physical or Psych Psychical? <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that word right. P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-A-L research. Um, place memory was considered an explanation for ghostly apparitions, seemingly connected with certain places. In the late 19th century, two of the SPI-involved investigators, Edmund Gurney and Eleanor Sidgwick, presented views about certain buildings or materials being capable of storing records of past events which can be later played back by gifted individuals. Um, let me know what you guys think over on Instagram, because I'm really fascinated, because I do feel like this is a, this is a very divisional um, point to make, because do you believe in this? I'm... Like I said, I'm very sceptical. I don't fully believe. I think this is scientists' ways of palming us off and saying that ghosts aren't real. It's just a message being played. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think on that. Um, again, it's mainly apparitions that they use this for. Um, and in old places like castles and things like that. Because um, I have got a story at the end from... Um, which is I, I believe will be a classical case of stone tape theory. And it's essentially... Um, if you see like a past event being played out in front of your eyes. Um, I actually heard a story on another podcast um, a few weeks back and it was, um, there was a place in, I want to I say Cornwall and the lady who was seeing spirits around her house, she lived in a manor house and she walked into, she went down in the middle of the night to get like a drink from the kitchen or something and they used to have like a big dining hall and when she walked through the door of the dining hall, there was a huge feast going on with all people who, from all years ago, like, you know, um, medieval times, I believe. And they were all having a massive feast in her dining room. And she's seen everything. She's seen the food on the table, it's like the people. And no one acknowledged her existence whatsoever as she walked through the room. Um, now, again, was she sleepwalking? Was she dreaming? Or is this stone tape theory? Um I don't know. It all just seems a bit too, like, accurate, doesn't it, you know? Um, but yeah, anyway, let me know your thoughts on that over on Instagram. Um, I want to be more interactive with everybody. I want to be, I want us to talk about our points. I want to share your opinions. So please let me know what you think. Um, anyways, moving on. We have um, another spooky story, which um, actually comes from... Um, Phil Roberts Bolin or Bolin Roberts I can't actually remember which way your name is around sorry Phil 
Um, but this one comes from Phil. And this one's actually really creepy. And it's all about when he used to work at the cinema in York. Um, I might just add Phil is my uncle, officially, I think. Anyways, <laughs> I used to work at a cinema in York. And when I first started, I was informed by staff that the cinema had been built on an old airfield. And more recently, a few people had experienced spooks of seeing figures in uniform during the later hours of the shifts. When all the public would have left the building, with this in mind, the experience that I had and also experience with other members of staff made this particular one very unique and extremely more weird. It was December evening and the cinema had been booming for certain films, but one screen, screen 5, was one of the smaller screens in the multiplex, had only been half full for every screen all day. When doing a screen check as an usher for all the screens, later that evening, all seemed to be the usual findings. Some films had just had finished to so just an empty room, but the later films still having the last 30 minutes to play. However, going to do a screen check with another colleague in screen five at this point, all the lights were off and we were going around with a torch to check for anything, any left belongings. Which, to our surprise, we did find something, but it wasn't an item we were expecting. It was a well-worn but decent condition, Dickens-style... Dickensian? I'm, I'm assuming you mean Charles Dickens' size uh, style of hat, um, but it was a top hat. <laughs> the most weird thing about it was a previous screen check during the last performance in that screen five was this was not seen. After a four-week period in keeping it in lost, and lost property, no one called or came back to claim it was theirs. As well as the fact staff working that day when it was found had not seen anyone attend the cinema wearing this style hat, that would have stood out in the crowds of customers. Definitely would have. I mean, if you've seen anybody wearing that hat, you'd be like, um, you know, <laughs> just stepped out of Charles Dickens' book. Um, very spooky and eerie, as it's a physical item that seems to have appeared from nowhere. Even though the previous experiences haunting some staff had experience related to different style attire. That is amazing. I'm really, really pleased to share this story. Um, so thank you for sending that in. Um, but... I don't know. Um, it is it is weird, but then because because no one's seen a ghost, I'm like, could it have been left with somebody? I really want to believe that it is ghosts, though. And do you know what? For the sake of um, my feelings towards ghosts and things, I want to say this is real. And I I definitely think Charles Dickens come to. I would like to know what was on in Screen Five, um, what film was on, um, because obviously. They're, they're missing you're, they're missing a trick by not saying in in the the adverts for this cinema to say even Charles Dickens came to see this film so I, I really think that could be a money maker for them um but that is just me being silly really isn't it um <laughs> so yeah no a definite definite ghost story Phil definite um but this this next story which is also going to be the last story of the podcast um is actually also actually comes from Phil as well, but it isn't a personal experience of Phil. It's about a Roman soldier encounter um, of, I believe, someone in York. Yes, in York. Um, and again, I believe from reading this quickly, um, scanning it over, I believe that this is a classic case of stone tape theory. Um, so here's the story. The story is titled Roman Soldiers in the Treasurer's House. This is one of the most popular York ghost stories, for a good reason. 
Harry Martindale was working in the basement of the house in 1953 to replace the boiler. While he was at work, he he was startled by the sound of a trumpet. As he looked up to discover the source of the noise, he saw a Roman soldier's helmet merging from the wall he was working against. The figure fully emerged and was reported to be holding a trumpet, the sound from which Harry could actually hear. Following the trumpet player came a horse and a group of other soldiers walking two abreast. He said that they were carrying around shields, short swords, and looked tired and dirty in their green tunics. Harry at first could only see the Romans from the knees upwards. Later excavations into the basement revealed the the remains of a Roman road on which the soldiers were walking underneath the current level of the ground. That's why Harry had been unable to see their feet. The tale was first dismissed as Roman soldiers weren't enough weren't thought to wear green or to carry round shields. Further research into the subject has revealed that during the 4th century AD, troops carrying distinctive round shields replaced the 6th legion in York. So, on your next visit to the treasurer's house in York, make sure you take a trip into the basement to see the, see the Roman road. You might even get a glimpse of something more haunting too. I absolutely love this story and I have actually heard this story before i i actually believe this has happened in york but has also happened in a place in cornwall i think i was looking at cornish ghost stories the other day and i'm pretty sure that one come up but not not exactly the same story but it was very similar in the sense that they'd seen roman soldiers but nevertheless i absolutely love that story um and yeah so i would believe that that is stone tape theory if if stone tape theory is real um which for the sake of the podcast i'm going to keep saying it is because it's a good way of me not having to explain ghosts <laughs> um but yeah awesome stories phil thank you very much for sending those in um again this episode has been a little bit shorter than others because um i'm actually I'm actually being a bit selfish because I'm saving a lot of the great stories I've been sent for a special episode, which I will tell you more about soon. Um, but yeah, um, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, so it is a it is a little short uh, episode for you, but um, I'll make up for time on another one. Um, I have had a really busy weekend as well, so I am recording this on the same day. Um, but I promise you, from now on, the episodes will get so much more exciting. We have, I've set up a TikTok page now for the, the podcast um, and that it's going to be under the name Creeping It Real with Morgan, which is exactly the same as everything else. So I like to keep it nice and easy for you to find me. Um, I'm going to use that platform to do short videos of me explaining the, the stories that I'm using in the podcast as well. Um, I also wanted to draw more people in um and i'm gonna also share little stories that i might not put in the podcast but might use on little videos and stuff as well it's also a great way that if i find any cool paranormal actual videos or photos um same as instagram i can share them via tiktok so if you could possibly follow me on tiktok too that is creeping it real with morgan um and also i just want to point out if you did listen to the previous episode um, it has come to my attention. I have not been back through and listened, so I'm not sure if he's lying to me. But I was told by my brother that um, I actually said keep it real at the end of the episode instead of creep it real. Um, so it is creep it real. Okay. So yeah. 
anyways that is the end of the episode um i hope you've enjoyed i know it was only a short little one but i just want to let i just want you all to share your thoughts on some of the stories that we've got and get a conversation going so that we can um we can discuss things together um i've really been loving reading the stories like i said i have really exciting ones to come but i am saving them for something special which will be coming soon um thank you for all the support over on instagram already we've had i've had quite a few lovely messages from you guys um but by the time you've listened to this episode um the tiktok page will be set up so you can go over and follow it straight away now um which i know um most of you will definitely do that because you're very kind souls um uh if you're not already following on all other socials also follow on there um remember to share all your stories any short long any stories whatsoever i want to hear them any little experiences just like phil had whilst he worked in the cinema any little ones like this i do really really love reading them um even at later in the night before i'm going to bed <laughs> and yeah Okay, great. Have a great week, everybody. I'll be back next week with another full time episode. Um, and it's going to be all about haunted castles. So um, I'm going to explain. And also, little Easter egg for you for next week. Um, I'm going to be telling you about um, my own experiences in Margham Castle on a ghost hunt that I did back in 2018 or 19. I will double check the dates. Um and yeah, I have some experiences with that, but it's all going to be about haunted castles and spooky places. So please tune into that next week. Um, remember to stay spooky and always creep it real. Bye, guys. <laughs>